you're listening to a Rain Dance remaster edited by Carrie Morrison. To listen to the original edits, check out our Patreon. Welcome to Critical Ditto, you're still with us. This is our third episode in the podcast. Um, of our trilogy. This is uh, our Return of the King, guys, so prefer, prefer for it to be worse than the other two. And way too long. No, just longer. Bit of a hiatus, because I was super poorly last time we were supposed to record. And Ali, and bl- bless him, still is. What you can't see is that they're both in glass containers right now, as David and I sit. Uh, actually, we're in France. <laughs> it has that seat, just in case. <laughs> just in case. <laughs> um, no, we're here, we're here. All around the table, as good friends do. For Absolutely. Some critical ditto. I'm Stuart, I'm running the game. I'm Ali, and I'm playing Kenneth Mullet. I'm David, and I am playing Theo, the strange monk. I'm Tom, and I'm playing Brandy, the. The, the only one that's actually done something so far. The only one who can still do anything at this point <laughs> yeah, in the game. That's fair, that's fair. Uh, yeah, so we're going to be sitting down, playing some Critical Ditto. Where we last left off, our heroes? Yes. Protagonists heroes. were in the middle of a beach party. Mate, you don't need to do oh, a you, previous you're gonna do We're going to do a previous in, and you can just throw us in with... Last time on Critical Ditto. This is Surfloat Town. Normally pleasant. Not today. Randy, you made it. I'm Barry. Ken, can I hang out with you at this party? Hang out with me. I'll make you cool. I don't know anyone. We at Capricorn have supported the Gary Smoke brand for some time. Well, you've heard of the Boat Ball, you've heard of the Great Ball, you've heard of the Ultra Ball. But our new product, the Extreme Ball, it's like the Master Ball, but more widely producible. If you could be the first person to use an Extreme Ball to capture a Pokemon, Oh, the sails, the sails, Gary. Gary marches out into the storm. All right, what's well, someone following with a camera? I have a camera. Theo, eh? All right. Tyler, you want to throw down? Elekid rushes Meditite, and Meditite just crumples to one knee. Gary, he's like waded into the sea. Brandy's actually rolled up her jogging bottoms and gone in after him, and then I noticed that there's something on his legs. Spiny sort of tentacles, almost. And illuminated behind this lightning, we see the shape of a giant ship, and attached to that ship, the face of a giant red octillery. Kenny starts to panic. Panned across to Barry at this moment, maybe there's a shadow across the top of his face. I'll take the camera. Theo's standing there, just sees Kenny, arm outstretched, eyes pure purpley black, before cuts into the floor. Thunder is crashing, a lightning flash has revealed this gigantic piratical vessel very, very close to the shore. The wind is howling, the rain is lashing. Kenny, you've just unleashed a dark blast at the beach house. Theo, you've just witnessed it. A hole has been blown into the wall, the very structure of the house. And Brandy, you are adrift in the sea with Wimpy, seeing Gary being pulled by a tentacle towards this boat. What do you do? Well, I had a question. Straight up. There's a tone. There's a tone there. There's an accusation. Yeah, very much so. I just think, Lucario, where's that Pokemon at? That's a good question. He should be. He should be somewhere involved. Okay. I mean, unless he gives zero bullshinkses about. He's blazed in a house. I mean, Alec, there is an argument there. I think <laughs> most of Gary's Pokemon were enjoying the party. We saw. Well, no, Elikid was Tyler's. Yeah. Mm. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Unless it fits now that he's Gary's, because we can change no. it. Happy to change it. <laughs> I don't remember any scenario in which it wasn't Tyler's. <laughs> and there was never a time when it was Gary's. Who's <laughs> <laughs> Gary? But I like to imagine that Gary's Pokemon were indeed enjoying, you know, a mm. little, a little bit of uh, shroomish. Shroomish. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. That's it. They maybe they're showing a lot of sunspores. I don't think Gary would have a shroomish. Or maybe there are dealers who have just shroomishes. And instead of buying drugs, you just go, can I, can I buy a shroomish? Oh, and then you sell your shroomish, you take home, and then you just go, shroomish, you stun sport. 
Surely uh, terrible for business, though. You never need to come back. It's a renting system. So obviously, obviously it's their shroomish. There's a drop-off point that you drop the shroomish off and they'll collect them back again. I mean, it's a big... It's a, it's a huge industry. <laughs> okay. okay, so the <laughs> drug... Magic shroomish. <laughs> so the drug-dealing system in our world... All based on shroomish. <laughs> right? If you see a shroomish, there is nine times out of ten going to be a drug dealer nearby. Fair. Okay, good <laughs> to know. Fine. Good to know. So anyway, I think Gary's Pokemon are a little bit high. They're not, they're not functioning... At full capacity but in fairness i do think you're right i think there would be some attempt by his more vivacious pokemon to get out there and do their bit and try and help and in honor of that i will say you do see luke the lucario out in the waves battling the water trying best to use some aura spheres but i will say i think the importance of gary as a trainer we've perhaps overlooked a pokemon operating of its own accord can certainly do things but it's that bond between trainer and pokemon that really allows the elite performance. We're in the anime world. Oh, of course we are. <laughs> We're in the of anime world. We are. I think, so is Gary just screaming and like completely Gary's, like... Gary's screaming. As he gets dragged towards the boat, he gets dragged further and further in. Possibly you, Brandy, because you're a little bit closer, might notice on the bow of the ship, on the deck. I'm bad with ship terms, I don't know. But the side of the ship. <laughs> that, that bit where there's like a railing and they're kind of looking out. You see maybe 12 figures standing on the bow of that ship. It's very difficult to like make out details and that sort of thing, but I think maybe you do see a few of them throw some balls into the water. And maybe just as Luke Lucario is getting close to the ship, you see some flashes of light in the water akin to Pokemon being released. You see a few fins, a few water-type details start to fire back. And one very confused Numel. <laughs> oh god! And one trainer going, ah, wrong uh, one, sorry, okay. my first day, that's it's not the right one. I've joined from the from the fire team. So there's one less. Sure, sure, okay. <laughs> but yes, you see Luke Lucario going maybe from offense to defense. A sort of counter-offensive is launched against this. Oh, I like Lucario. that. So Lucario is actually he's more keeping twelve other Pokemon at bay because he's that badass. Exactly. No mean feat. And he's trying to keep a cigarette lit while he's swimming, <laughs> which is also like an unbelievable. Not even one-handed because his other hand is blocking the <laughs> rain from the end of the cigarette. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so that's the scene. What do you do, Brandy? I'm gonna shout to try and snap Gary out of this. I'm say, Gary, Gary, wake up, Gary. Gary, come on, there's, there's maybe 12 figures on that ship. Okay. You're going to you're gonna need to break free. I'm trying to use my cheerleading skills, really. That's fair. I suppose. Let's do, do a roll. Let's do a roll. What should I roll? Give me a sheet. You seem pretty intense. Yeah, I like intense. You won me over there, Ali. It was a very convincing <laughs> argument. I think it's intense. Yeah. Think Sounds intense. intense. You're right. <laughs> All right, well, here we go. Here my we go. intensity is plus one. Oh, nice. I rolled it, <laughs> as you might be able to hear, it's not great. I rolled a two and a one, so I rolled a complete failure with a four. Is that our first failure first on the podcast? First failure. Okay, so just to explain, not only does Tom or Brandy fail to achieve what they wanted to achieve, which I assume was snapping Gary out of his panic and getting yeah, him to act. getting him to sort of do something. So not only does she fail to do that, I get to introduce a significant cost to Brandy. Oh, why am I helping this guy? <laughs> Gary gets dragged sort of beyond the reach of your vocals. And additional cost to you. One of the Pokemon battling Lucario suddenly gets wind of a weak Baneri. Oh, possibly no. tired from swimming against the waves for so long and a stranded Pokemon trainer maybe just smells blood. I think it's a Carvana. You see Jaws. Blue, yellow, moving in a flash, moving at you. Definitely blood in its eyes. What do you do? Is it coming for me or Wimpy? I assume... The, yeah, we're together. Yeah, and it's, so it's just it's, coming it's towards... a group, yeah. Oh, fun. Okay. Um, we're going to try and punch the Carvana away as you do with the Piranha, right? Just on the nose. Okay. No! So, we're on me a strong check. Oh, that's uh, plus zero. For me or Baneri? Who's hitting the Carvana? I think it's Wimpy. All right, I think Wimpy's, Wimpy, then. I'm going to roll for Wimpy. Oh, he's a minus one. Uh-oh. Oh. Uh, like, on your shoulder, and if it is him doing it, like, leap off and slam down on it or something. We'll see how the roll goes, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds very cool. I mean, that that sounds like a 12. <laughs> <laughs> I think on a 5... He tries it. He and tries, and he misses. Oh, no. Oh, it's not going well. Okay, it's, it's a hard move, unfortunately. I think Wimpy attempts what Ali described. Even as you feel Wimpy climb onto your shoulder, you can feel his little chest moving quite rapidly, as if he's already expended a lot of energy getting to you and yeah. beating that tentacle off to release you. 
so Wimpy's little chest moving up and down, his heart beating, but he sort of strains with every every sinew in his legs to push off from your shoulder, does this flip, but the Carvana is just so much quicker, and leaps out of the water, grabs Wimpy in its mouth, and goes beneath the water, and you lose sight of Wimpy. Let's cut to the beach. So, Kent, you are unconscious, correct? Yeah. Okay. Neither me nor my Pokemon can do anything. Well, I think this is this this is an interesting chance to examine the inside of Ken's mind. Mm, Let's describe it. There is a chair, and (laughs) there is a point of Guinness, but it's Pokemon Guinness. It's help me out here with the pun, guys. I don't know, but there's that Guinness advert with the toucan, so maybe it's a toucan with a Guinness on the top of the beak. Perfect. Okay. So there's a toucan on my shoulder, drinking a Guinness, and I'm watching the toucan, and we have a chat. Can the toucan be like my spirit guardian, <laughs> channeling me through my mind? Do you want to, you want to chat to toucan in your in your mind place? Okay. God, I did not see this. This is go random, today. but I love it. Who um, would voice the toucan? Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. All right. Okay, so we're looking out at the beach. Toucan turns to you, goes, "Hello, Kenneth." Ah, Tookie. Do you oh, know each other? Have I was you, going have to you... say, have we met before? Have you experienced this before, Kenneth? I guess so, because I have expelled some of this weird energy in the past. Right. So, yes. Do, do you see me as a friend, Kenny? Well, you're the only nice thing in this horrible place. The walls are like purpley black, and they kind of like stream down, almost like you're inside a waterfall, but like all around. It's constantly moving, yeah. this mind palace. Yeah. It's not a particularly homely environment, but the chair is nice. I appreciate it. <laughs> the blank wooden chair. Half <laughs> bats. I appreciate that you see me in a positive light, Kenneth. I mean, I'm not even totally sure what I am, whether I'm a conjuration of your own mind or if I have my own kind of sentience, but it's nice to see you, nice to talk to you. What happened, Kenneth? Um, well... I was on the beach, and then all of a sudden I got a bit scared because there's a big storm and a huge octopus and a big pirate ship that I'm genuinely quite amazed no one saw beforehand. And then I remember this this feeling going up inside me like I was gonna, I don't know, be sick or something. Um, But I managed to divert it away from hurting anyone, which is good. Let's look at the positives, you know, keep optimistic. The thing is, you see that girl, in the water there. She seems to be in a bit of peril, and she's kind of the only person here that I know, so I quite like to actually help her in some form, but I can't move. So maybe if there is something you could do, it would be to help me get back into my body. Kenneth, you know I'd love to help you, but I don't have physical form or properties. I'm an extension of you. But in the brief time that I have known you, I think you have the mental strength to do this, Kenneth. If you have the mental strength to control the beast within you and send that beam at the house, then I think you have the mental strength to get up. <laughs> you always know just what to say. Ken, I'm you. Of course I know what to say. Oh my god, what a great point. <laughs> You're a funny lad, Ken. Well, literally. Now move, Ken. Move. Oh God! And I think scary. the 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 palace kind of maybe fades a little bit. Oh, does he have to roll? To yeah, of course he, he does. Before it fades, I think there's two choices here. I want the consensus of the table. Is it a physical strength check, or is it a mental focus check? It's mental. So focus. Yeah. 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 All right. We have focus as consensus. Roll it, Ali. Ooh. Oh. Uh, well, it's a plus three with focus, but I also rolled a three, so that's a six. That's still a fail. fail. I don't <gasps> come back to. I guess oh. I don't come back. Oh, this has gone off. I think. Ground. Okay, so I think what happens is, two cannon says, "You can do it. You can do it, Ken." But then, as you try, you start to get that feeling of doubt, and you watch from two cannon's mouth appears almost from within the toucanon, a scolliopede just comes right out and the toucanon turns into a scolliopede matching the uh, purple uh, surroundings. And this is a massive scolliopede. And it, like a snake, wraps around you. Okay, so so there's like a dark version. There's a dark, well, if, if you imagine the toucanon might be the good angel, I imagine that there is also the, the darker scolliopede 
centipede creature. I like it. You can't do this, Kenny. Oh, God, I know. Stay down, Kenny. Okay. You might get hurt. <laughs> How did we get here? Now, we could play the blame game and say, look, some people don't know Gen 5 like they know their Gen 1s. And, you know, this isn't the first time on the podcast that you've made a mistake and it should have been rectified pretty immediately with a simple Google search. But, yes, we dropped the ball on this one and we're calling him Scoliopede rather than Scolopede, which is the actual name of that Pokemon. I apologise and you're going to hear it a lot and it hurts me every time. So you're going to have to deal with the Scoliopede for a couple of episodes. Again. I'm sorry. For us guys, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, after, having no, after it going really well for us in the first two episodes, episode three, right? This is Return of the King. Oh. <laughs> Third time's a charm, Theo. What are, what are you doing? Well, pick something easy. Basically, <laughs> on this, uh, where we left off, Theo was enraptured by what they saw from Kenneth over here. Can I just add before, as you're looking at Kenny with this scoliopede thing that's going on in his brain I think perhaps there's maybe a physical you know as if he's being squeezed you you almost see that it's like a a mini fit yeah a mini fit something I think you also see like purpley veins like purpley the blood sort of going but looks scoliopedic colour great scoliopedical (laughs) (laughs) apologies it's your illness I don't mean to tell you how you exist (laughs) it's scoliopedism Yeah, so I have been enraptured by Kenneth ever mm-hmm. since you collapsed. And so Theo has watched this inner struggle through the medium of your spasms that are currently going on. And I don't think really anyone, with the possible exception of Barry, is paying any attention to you at this stage. Oh, I mean, everybody no, is there's watching. so much going on. Everyone's watching there. Pirates of the Caribbean taking place <laughs> over there. And so I think that Theo has a choice whether this stranger that they've recently had to put up with for an extended period of time is worth trying to save. And I think that the curiosity about this power that has been of interest to Theo for longer than they're even willing to admit overcomes their social apathy Mm. towards the strange child with the injured pal. So Theo is gonna run over and attempt to diagnose the scene through knowledge of magic and medicine Almighty. Okay, (laughs) that sounds like a roll. Oh my, okay. Sounds Sounds like a sort of insightful medicine check for sure. Roll away. Okay, I'll do it. Three. Oh, oh no. Plus one. <laughs> so that's a four? That's a four? Oh dear. Yeah, Sophia goes, hmm. He's dead. Theo <laughs> <laughs> incorrectly pronounces, uh, and he gives, you a bur- he gives you a burial. He puts you on a little boat and just burns you. Okay, here's what I think happens. Theo, you go running towards Ken with the intention of helping him. Okay. And just as you're getting close, you just feel a hand stop you, and it's Barry. Okay. Barry Bolcut stops you in your tracks. Okay. You're well, going to help him. I mean, nobody else seems to be, so yeah, I think that's the best course of action. He's an abomination. And where exactly did you pick up a word like that, Barry? Oh, you're interested in me now? It's funny, I uh, was at that party for, you know, a few hours, and the only person who actually came and spoke to me was the thing with a monster inside him. But now you're paying me heed and wondering where I pick up words. Here's a fun little fact, Barry. I still have no real interest in getting to know, uh, but we in the Church of Sloking believe that we all have monsters inside of us. Well, it looks like the monster inside of him is going to kill him fairly soon. So I think if we keep a safe distance, we'll be rid of one more supernatural being in this world, and nothing could make me happier. If you take another step, Theo, I will be forced to stop you. Well, here's a fun fact, Barry. I've never cared what you thought or did, and I don't plan on changing that now. In that case, I think Barry's gonna release a Pokemon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's very like not painted. Metatite's very painted. <laughs> I think this might have to be a Theo fight. Oh, it's yes, me versus whatever. Giratina. <laughs> I'm ready. Okay, Barry releases a Pokemon. Seemingly the only Pokeball he has on him, mm-hmm. but still a Pokeball. The light, the blue light, materialises into a fairly small Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And as it comes into being, you notice 
small bladed arms, a helmet-like shape, head, a small horn which also looks bladed, a red and black decal. And Theo, I don't think you need to check this, as someone fairly knowledgeable mm-hmm. in all things Pokemon, you notice it's a poignard with these shrewd yellow eyes and it takes up a combative stance. Barry just holds for a second and looks at you. Do you want to pursue this or not? I think for Theo, this is a particularly dangerous thing to see summoned considering that Theo is strong, unwillingly strong, but also intensely slow. So to see something that is swift, uh, <laughs> it doesn't take a master strategian. The myriad of knives on this Pokemon also <laughs> Like, Theo is aware of the idea of Death of a Thousand Cuts and has no plan on, uh, <laughs> on becoming a bush on Route 10 anytime soon. And so Theo decides to chance it and just sprint at... <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to run away. <laughs> so you're just going for a sprint towards Kenneth? Yeah. Okay, that sounds like an athletic check to me. <laughs> yeah, quick is minus one. It's a quick roll. I'm so sorry. You said sprint. Yeah, that's that is it's a quick roll. Your Come on, Thea. This is it. You got <laughs> Come on. Give me two sixes. <laughs> we really need the plot to move forward. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, the tension has gone under a sheet. Ace. Yes. What's your quick? Success. So seven. That's, that's, a, that's a mixed success. That's a mixed success. Oh, mix success. Oh, we were so harsh to sevens last week, but you know what? I'm glad to see you back, buddy. <laughs> okay, so mixed success. It's a split second, but for you, Theo, feels like an eternity as you're locked eyes with this bowl-cutted, dark-haired young lad who looks completely unremarkable, yet suddenly has a real intensity about his eyes. And your eyes are locked. Whether it's rain or sweat is on your face. And there's a moment where you just go. Your muscle memory from your athletic background kicks in and your thighs fire and your legs take you. But Pornyard is quick as well. And Barry hasn't realized this is gonna happen. I think Pornyard's anticipated it and goes for a lunge. The cost to you is that it gets a slice and it wounds you some on your body. Where do you think it wounds, Theo? Right arm. Uh, it's quite small though, isn't it? You're quite big. Mm, yeah. So I guess, I would guess calf. Oh, a little calf injury. Ooh, calf. Yeah, yeah. Okay. just goes for the legs as it tries to kind of... Prim- <laughs> yeah. But you succeed the role, so you definitely sprint off towards Ken. I think adrenaline more than anything carrying you. You're aware you've been injured there, and that might potentially hamper you once the adrenal rush fades. But from now, just the surprise of your motion, your action, is able to carry you to Ken's body. So you're there, you're on top of Ken, you've got the element of surprise. What do you do? I think in this situation, I'm going to have to try and waken Kenneth. And I think it's going to not be a medicinal thing. I think it's got to be a magic thing. It's got to be oh, a, amazing. It's got to be something supernatural. Something oh, okay. This is so interesting because we have not seen a supernatural side to you, Theo, mm. at all yet. We've seen your learned side. We've seen yes. your your analytical, your tactical side, but we haven't seen anything of your knowledge of the supernatural. Is this something that you have picked up from books, or is it something innate in Theo? I think it first came to their attention through books through illicit parties or subversive parties within the church. There are figures that Theo fell in with early on that suggested that there were things beyond one and one making two that have always been of allure to Theo that they are not just religion, but there is something functioning in the actual world that is something not akin to the powers of Pokemon but between the people who exist in this world. And I think that that is where the field trips have often taken Theo that have caused such problems within the church. I was going to say, so this is something that the church definitely does not approve of, Mm. this kind of practical application of Mm. knowledge and trying to play with powers and things beyond actual comprehension, Mm. which to the church is surely blasphemy. Mm. A church based around knowledge to play with something that is almost unknowable Mm. is like a cardinal sin, right? Quite, okay, so this is yeah. a secretive side to Theo. Absolutely. In a moment of desperation that's coming out. Yes, Fact. and this, is, this has been a passion for a long time, and I think that was what was awoken, seeing the blast destroy that house, was, oh, here's this thing I've read about and been passionate about learning more about. Here's somebody who innately shows a skill that I can't even begin to fathom. Okay. This is what I've been dreaming of. So this sounds like a role that you are just, you're channeling something. I think because it's something that you've learned, yes. as opposed to something that's innate, I think that's not a focus check, it's an insightful check for okay. me. Okay, that tracks. Four. Four. kidding me. Plus a one, so five. Five, five. okay. I am just doomed to- I'm gonna, this, okay, so the, okay, this is fun. This is definitely a costly maneuver for you. Okay. I mean, I know you're already bleeding from the calf, but I think because it's not something that comes naturally to you, mm-hmm. 
the minute you start to try and summon this power within you, it doesn't come easy. And it's a strain and it's strenuous. Your breathing is labored. Every muscle in your body, every it feels like every blood vessel tightens within you and it hurts, it hurts a lot. Possibly what you were trying to do was just to shake Kenneth from his stupor, but you fail. The cost then is that your psyche is sucked into Kenneth's palace. Oh God, so you're unconscious as well. Oh, I like the idea of the physical form of Theo just being dropped into this purple mine palace, landing in a pile of like scoliopedic sludge. You see this giant scoliopede wrapped around Kenneth, both Kenneth and scoliopede's heads just like turn to you. I go, this is so embarrassing. It's a lot to do. Who's that Pokemon? Oh. Whoa. <laughs> I was doing a like, oh, wow, that, wow, that storm. Oh, well, I, I imagine that we're in a scrape. We need to keep that momentum going. Oh, that dice roll, huh? <laughs> oh, <laughs> These ones are killing us, am I right? Yeah, we're um, not rolling very well today. No, here we are, though, at the midsection. Today we're going to talk about qualities, because mm. we have been doing a lot of rolling, as Ali said, and we just want to sort of go over how that works, really. Stu. So there are six qualities? Seven. Okay, so there are... <laughs> Give me the sheet. <laughs> so there are seven qualities. We have strong, quick, subtle, insightful, focused, charming, and intense. And these basically cover all roles in the way that you interpret them. So a strong role might relate to how someone lifts something particularly heavy, or it might relate to how forceful, forceful they are with something. I like the idea that we can interpret it to be both physical and mental at times. Mm. I think perhaps we haven't been doing that. Maybe we should, maybe with some mental checks, if we're going for something really forceful, maybe we can bring in strong with that as well. And then quick could be how quickly you move. It could be how quick-witted you are. Basically, the idea is that these adjectives can fit any situation if interpreted correctly and will indicate how we are going to roll and what quality we're going to use when we roll. Now, each of the characters has different numbers associated with these qualities, be they minus or plus or neutral. And if they have a plus, they will add that number to their roll. If they have a minus, they will take away from their roll. So if you're better at something, you're going to have a plus to it. The big thing about qualities is they move the story forward in a way that the characters might not be expecting. So rather than just saying, I do this, I do this, I do this, it's much better if you say, I do this, you fail, and then something something completely different that you weren't expecting yeah. to happen. Yeah. If there are stakes associated with an action a character takes, if there's a chance of failure and that chance of failure is interesting, we'll try and do a roll. Yeah. yeah. So let's do a quick example. David, would you like to join me on this improv? I'd love nothing more. Ali, would you also like to join me on this improv? I'd be honoured. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm not, I'm not that up for it, so... Oh, okay. <laughs> Just you guys. Yeah, yeah. You guys take it. Uh, so I'm going to give you some characters. David, you're going to be a nose pass. Okay. Ali, yeah. you're going to be, and this is going to be a stretch, a Scottish person. Wait, what? Yeah, wait, you're going to be a Scottish person. I'm really throwing your accent game off here. Hang on, wait, wait. <laughs> no, still Irish. Still no, Irish. So close. Still Irish. You can be Irish. You can give me Kenny. No, you give me Scottish. Okay, no, you can be Kenny. Right, so... All right. Oh, the Bring chameleon. Oh, oh the Kecleon appeals. Um, <laughs> can I be a Scottish okay. Kecleon? <laughs> okay, you're in a race with a nose pass. All right, bring it on, you slow rock. No. I'm gonna run. <laughs> <laughs> so then we would invite Scottish Alley to roll yes. a quick roll. Yeah, if he wants to run, he might want to punch the nose part. Yeah, I don't know. What do you want to do? Do you want to run this try race? It, mate. Try I, it, mate. I feel pretty good beating a nose pass in a foot race Fair. as a human man. That's what the hair says to the tortoise. Uh, what? So would I have? A, you have a, pl- you have a plus one, one to your one quick. quick. Yeah, quick. I actually have a minus three because you've got no legs. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am very slow. Oh no! Oh, no. I rolled a one and a two, and so a plus a one to that. So oh no! So Scottish Ali has eaten one too many deep-fried Mars bars <laughs> uh, and gets a stomach cramp <laughs> and fails Jeez. to even get off the start line. Meanwhile, nose pass slowly but surely wins the race. Yeah, uh, and therefore the five hundred poker dollars that were at stake. No, for his for his plastic nose surgery. <laughs> Sorry, I only mean, I mean plastic. <laughs> Oh. And that's it, bam. David that is that is a glorious rival on plastic. <laughs> oh. Who's that 
Pokemon! It's Scallopede. So, Brandy, you've just seen Wimpy. I was going to okay. suggest that we go to Wimpy rather than Brandy. Oh, yeah, sure. Are you playing Wimpy? Yeah. Yeah, I'm playing Wimpy. Okay. I love it. Bye, bye, bye. I'll translate. Sorry. <laughs> and Wimpy is very prideful as a Pokemon. He obviously is a cute bunny, but he prefers to be seen as more of a strong, very masculine figure. But mm -hmm. he's, of course, he, he, his look doesn't reflect that. And I think that because he's in the water, he's not comfortable, he's in a tight spot, he's going to do what he wouldn't do probably normally when other people are around. He's going to try and rely on his cuteness. <gasps> and oh he's going to try and charm the Kavana into helping him out by using baby doll eyes to add to his charm roll oh, is my plan to get him to try and okay, like let that. this Kavana have what's, mercy on him. What's your charm normally? It's a plus one. Okay, so a plus one charm. if you're using baby doll eyes to assist you, yeah. have a plus two. It's a six plus two, so it's an eight. Oh, thank goodness. Oh, Wimpy doesn't die today. Okay, so mixed success is that yes, Wimpy rolls up his fur sleeves, gets an angry look at his brow, and then suddenly changes to this like massive eye, little sparkles in the pupils, and just turns slowly back to the piranha. Let's have a couple of bubbles. And I think more than anything, the Carvana's just shocked. Maybe was expecting a counter-offensive, but not a charm counter-offensive. And for a minute, let's Bunnery out of the grasp. It's a mixed success, so I'll open the table up to sort of what an additional minor cost to Wimpy could be. The Kavana's not sure about it. Okay. Bunnery takes a chance and goes for a hug and just slowly takes the Kavana in the arms. But of course, Kavana's ability rough is rough skin. Oh. <laughs> so Bunnery has to cry through Ooh. the rough skin. Okay, roll a d6. I'll roll a d6. It's a one! Yeah! Oh, that dice fooled you that time, didn't you? <laughs> so Wimpy takes one... I'm sorry, dice, I take it all back. Please don't punish me. Wimpy <laughs> takes a hit point of damage going for this cute charm hug. The Carvana releases its grip. And is charmed by Baneric? Well, sort of, yeah. You know, in a, in a sense. Would the Carvana be open to giving Wimpy a ride back to the surface? Mm, no, <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go that, that might far. might be another roll, my friend. I wouldn't go that far. Fair. We could start combat here. Okay, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, we're underwater, which is... <laughs> well, that might give Carvana a tactical advantage, but I think Wimpy's got the brains to... Yeah, okay, to, cool. ...to maneuver right. away at this. Let's go for it. Let's be honest, the brawn side of Wimpy, not huge right now. I see Wimpy more as a gutsy fighter who uses their environment and tactics to their advantage. Well, I think, okay, I like it. We're going to fight this Carvana then. He says going the, up against the fish. The odds <laughs> are stacked against Wimpy, but if anything... Does Wimpy that not likes, fire Wimpy up? Wimpy likes that. He's very much the underdog. Okay, so there's no trainers involved in this battle. It's just Pokemon one-on-one. -on -one. Mano a mano. Love it. I'm going to start Carvana real quick. Oh, level 100. Oh, thanks, Randomizer. <laughs> <laughs> I think this Carvana belonged to a bit of a rookie trainer on the ship, and that's probably why it's left the pack, actually. Oh, yeah. Because it's not as obedient as maybe the more highly trained Sharpedos, yeah, yeah. etc., in the, in the pack. Also, against a fully grown, powerful Lucario, it was yeah. like... Not feeling yeah. great. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. a tiny little rabbit. Exactly. Ah, yeah, <laughs> very true. Oh, I like it. And that's exactly the kind of Pokemon that Baneri would hate as well. Yeah. One that's underestimated it in a big way. Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay, so what's the speed of Baneri? Two. That's actually it's not great. Right. Well, yeah. the quickest of the three of us. Carvana yeah. is famously quick, though. We've actually got Carvana with a speed of zero. So oh. very much, very much quicker. Oh, it's a slow boy. It's a slow boy. That might be, have something to do with his nature. I don't know. But I've randomised it. So here we go. So Wimpy, what are you doing? Well, I think that makes sense because what Wimpy's just done is sort of thrown it off guard with a baby doll eyes to be quite close. And I think he's then going to bring one of the ears down to pound it on the head straight up to get like an initial... Just an instant repost. Initial. So that is a... Uh, I'm going to roll my D20. So I've rolled a five. It's an AC of three. But because there's no speed evasion bonus, ah, it's a hit. Hits. Ah. Yes! Oh, thank goodness. And it's a DB3, which we know means 3D6. 3D6 plus 3. Mm -hmm. Oh my. What's oh, good? 6, 5, and 2, so that's 13 plus 3, 16, plus my attack, 10, 26! Whoa! Oh, Baneri's Baneri's Alapus in boots, baby doll eyes suddenly move into sort of a more menacing like. Oh, 
both ears just come straight down wow. onto the... I assume we ha it has to have the ability rough skin as we've Yeah, yeah, it does. That, so you need to roll a d6 just to see what damage you take on the on the rough skin. One! No worries. Um, <laughs> let me just check. So the Kavana... Kavana has a defense of five, so it takes 21 hit points oh, of damage. Man. And it is, it's bad. Like, you can see this is a wimpy Carvana, as we've kind of established. And as this huge pound connects, the quite frail skeletal frame of a Carvana, fishy as it is, buckles. Where does wimpy connect? The side, the top? It connects on both sides. So if you imagine there's the fill at the top, it mm. connects the two just either side. So yes. So if so, you're hugging, it's like you over a bear hug, but it's kind of like a pound. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yes, you see the Carvana expand in ways it shouldn't expand and deflate in bits it shouldn't deflate. <laughs> And it lets out a burst of air from its Carvana lungs. That's how fish work. Famously, you, fish have lungs. Do you move anywhere? <laughs> <laughs> it's Pokemon, it could do. It might do. No, we're keeping it very much in close quarters. Close quarters. Okay, so Carvana is going to attempt to trap Wimpy in a whirlpool and wow. use the terrain to its advantage to try and keep Buneary trapped so that it can't go for air. So it does do damage, so it's an AC of 5. Where's my D20? Here we go. So 15. That's a miss. <laughs> miss. My speed is 100. DB2. 11 plus the attack, which is 4. So 15 points of damage. Minus my defense, which is 4. Oh, it's a special, so it's actually special. 6! <laughs> so 9? Nine, 9 points of damage? 9 points of damage. But you are trapped in this vortex. Does that mean you can't get Does that mean I can't move? I'm just checking. The Kabana used it and went, oh, it hit? <laughs> oh, I've never seen it hit before. I wonder what it does. I wonder what it's going to do. What's it going to do? It's still there. It's trapped. <laughs> what how long this lasts? <laughs> so in order to move outside of the vortex, you have to make a strength check. Okay, fine. Yeah. But we're, we're still locked in. We're still locked in. Absolutely. That's where, yeah. exactly where Baneri wants to be. I mean, how's my air doing? I'll, I'll let you as the DM decide. So maybe like two more moves. Uh, two more moves. Two more rounds. For what? For just faints? Before we run out of air. I'm going to try and pound it again, because that went really well. Okay. So Baneri's not letting up, and it's kind of gripping on this Carvana that's locked in with it. Great, great. That's a three, so I think that is a miss. What was it, AC3? AC3. Well, it's got no speed evasion bonus, so... So it still hits? So it still hits. Oh my yeah. god, it's Carvana. Just about. Right, I'm rolling my DB3 again. 13, plus my attacks are 23. 23, minus the defence. So... I don't know, how do you want to describe how this happens? Does it, the Carvana does it goes it? down. Okay, so what, 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 oh, Wimpy. This is going to be so cool and it's going to be so sad that no one witnesses this. <laughs> but rather than what, the Carvana thinks that Wimpy is trying to escape from the whirlpool and Wimpy actually goes down Ooh. and instead starts to go with the flow of the whirlpool and uh. spins in that thing. And the Carvana's like, what, what, what? And the punch that comes up, the force as it's sort of spinning nice. haymaker round to the Carvana, who, for flavour, gets knocked unconscious then starts to float upwards and Baneri just grabs it and floats up with it to the surface. Well, I was yeah. going to say, it probably gets carried in the oh, whirlpool yeah, if I you're riding it, it up. It just, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. It majestically mm -hmm. soars mm -hmm. out the top and then lands back on Oh my god, and then sort of anime as there's like water droplets everywhere, sparkling as he's like, ha ha! Yeah. And lands on the fainted Carvana. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I beat the weakest Pokemon we've faced! Yeah. Really freaking cool. And um, I think what he sees is Brandy desperately swimming towards him, like, there you are, there you are, yeah. and the two. Okay, so the twain have met, but you're... Twain? I don't know. <laughs> wow. Shakespearean. <laughs> the, two, the two of you embrace. Uh, no, it's more of a, Wimpy, stop mucking about over there, where are you? You raise your voice a lot, and I guess Wimpy's like... No. Trying to explain what has just happened. Yeah, almost Wimpy goes on to an extended mime, shall we say, on how he beat the Carvana. Possibly, Brandy, you notice a reason to keep your voice a little bit lower. I know you're in the middle of a storm, and obviously, probably no one's going to hear you anyway, but you see two landing boats being lowered from the ship, which is quite like close to us 20 metres away from yeah. you. And there are a few figures getting into the boats, being lowered and heading towards the shore, ahead of the front boat. You can't make out too much at the moment, but definitely a sort of leader figure of this landing party amongst the grunts, if you will. Heading towards shore, a little bit off from where Kenneth and Theo now are lying <laughs> unconscious, possibly on top of one another. 
Um, oh, they're not going to the unconscious party. They don't want to get sucked into the mind of a deranged Irishman. No, <laughs> and someone filming it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it does look. I think they made a they made a real judgment call and went. We could go and start capturing those guys, but you know what? I'm really freaking out. What's going on? I really don't want to investigate. This seems more like a job for Stacey Dooley for me. <laughs> I think. I think you see actually. You do see a figure holding a camera up towards these two unconscious figures, but they don't seem to be filming anymore. They seem to be fiddling with the camera, taking something out, and then, and then dropping the camera, and you see this figure disappearing off. Oh, so I see that they're sort of on yes, the ground. Yes, yeah, you can see that. Right, so do I see Gary? Gary's gone, I think. We don't see him at all. Uh, yeah. Where's Lucario? Is he down as well? Lucario, I, I think Lucario's still battling on. Wow, um, hardcore. But, but definitely looks, like, injured, looks exhausted by the efforts of this constant flow. You know, if you do take down one, there's probably another to replace it. They've only sent two boats to the shore, so there's still plenty of people on the ship to carry on that particular arena of war. I think we well, yeah, no arena of war. Yeah. That's how I describe it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to go with the word cathedral of war, and then I was like, oh, that's no. too much. No, awful. That would have been terrible. Yeah, no arena. <laughs> much more. Um, so, I'm, what do you do in this moment before anything else happens? I think in this moment, I can't see Gary anywhere. Me and Wimpy are going to start swimming back to shore. Okay. I'm going to try and convince Lucario to retreat as well, because you know. Luke's not bad. Don't hate Luke. Don't hate Luke. Don't hate Luke. But I just see that it might be more of a good idea to retreat at this point. Okay. So I'm just going to see if I can shout to see him. See if you can get Luke back. All right. It's quite commanding. Because I'm slightly, yeah, commanding. What have we got? Another intense, which yeah. is the kind of, it's either that or charm. I'm not trying to charm him out of the water. No, no. Ooh, Lucario. <laughs> oh, there's a dead Kamara over here. I don't know why that would charm him. I don't know what. Oh no! <laughs> My intense is plus one. Mm-hmm. It's a ten. Whoa! It's a nine plus one, so it's a ten. I believe that is the first success of the game. That's a full success. Yes! Congratulations, Brandy. You and Wimpy are making your way, fighting your way through the waves, getting back, and you see this exhausted, battered Lucario. Maybe a couple of chunks of fur have been taken out. Maybe a bleeding ear, a swollen eye. What did you say? You just say, just get back. Well, I think on a full success, I think it's much cooler than... Yeah? I get Baneri to use his ears, and he just pounds on the water, creating a lot of this, like, splash to sort of cause a bit of a smoke screen of water. What would you call it? A surf screen. Okay. A, a misty of, screen. A yeah. misty screen, and it's, you know, water everywhere. And what we do is we actually go and we just drag Lucario completely under. So Ooh. I go under and I just drag him away, and then I'm sort of pulling cool. him back, and I'm like... You gotta do this, and he's so weak now at this point that I think he just can't really resist. Yeah. His cigarette's gone out, and that last ember that goes out represents his will to fight is now completely gone. I love that. And we're sort of swimming underwater, trying to evade, because obviously all the other Pokemon have sort of been fighting him at surface level, so they then have a moment where they don't know where it is, and they were more defending the ship, I think, and defending their quarry of Gary Smoke which they've achieved, I yeah, imagine. Yeah, yeah. So the fight goes out of Lucario and it submits to you pulling them back. As soon as the other Pokemon who are fighting Lucario see him go down, there's an assumption that he's beat. He's, yeah. he's sunk beneath the surface. We've got him. And the various Charpedoes and mini octillaries and there's a Feebas in there. A really cool Feebas as well. Like, oh, should have evolved into a Melotic by now, but it's like, nah, I don't need to. Don't need to. Don't care. Don't care. They retreat and I'll return back onto the ship. I think Wimpy, uh, as we're under the water with the carriers, uh, maybe giving the carrier a bit of a, you know, he's sort of trying to be very manfully, also carrying a bit of the Lucario weight with him, just trying to look very cool for Lucario to make sure that Lucario knows that Wimpy's saving him at, at this point and, okay. you know, surviving. With a 10, I'll give you that. Sure, you, uh, you, that. you failed here, Lucario, but me, Wimpy, I uh, did a job <laughs> on a Kavana. I beat the worst Pokemon. <laughs> I lost to the strongest ones. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, maybe you beat six, but did you beat him convincingly like I did? No, I beat one. <laughs> I beat one fish in the water. <laughs> So the three of you drag yourself out of the surf, which is no mean feat. I think you're all exhausted. It's that dragging yourself from the surf. It's not a Baywatch run out of the sea. It's uh, like it's a oh, clamber. No. I've still got my grey baggy jumper on. Oh, that is yeah, now yeah. just like so, so heavy that I just can barely, you know, like, as, we, as we stand up at the water, like about three tonnes of water just comes out of all of my clothes. You've probably taken a bit into your lungs as well. As a, oh, yeah. As a yeah. I think coffee. I'm really exhausted. Oh, yeah. So you sort of 
clamber back onto the shore. Luckily, Theo and Ken are not too far from the edge of the water anyway, just lying sprawled, a rowlet next to them. I I like the idea that maybe Theo's fallen on top of Kenneth, and a little thing goes through Brandy's mind that's just like, that's kind of cute. It looks like they've kind of fallen in. (laughs) Yes, the three of you clamber out of the water, very much lacking energy to do nothing at all, but... You catch out of the corner of your eye this approaching party, these boats. You see that leadership figure on the lead boat hold up their arm and just make some kind of signal. And you hear the artillery attach to the boat. It's a cannon blast for sure. Compared to the thunder you've been hearing, which has been practically overhead, loud, banging, booming, this is like a bomb blast goes off five metres from your head. It's deafening, it's shattering, it's that clamp your hands to your ears immediately. It's the only reaction you could possibly have. And there's a flash and this something expels from this artillery's mouth, arcs over the beach into the night sky. I like the idea that it sort of like disappears into a cloud and then re-emerges from another cloud over the town. And you watch as it connects with the tower. And there is this earth shattering as it just hits part of the church's tower. I mean, it's quite in the distance for you, but you see rubble and fly. Well, I mean, it's the most significant building it, in Surfland. Yeah. Most of the buildings are two stories, and the, the tower is, you know, the yeah. only thing that stands above the building line, so you'd see it hit. And I think even in the chaos of the storm, you can hear screams and chaos from within the town. Let's go inside the mine of Ken. <laughs> <laughs> Theo, so you... <laughs> I say Theo. Uh, little help? Uh, Theo, how did you... What? What are you doing here? Help, Kenneth, help, please. Kenneth, who is this? And why are they here? Who is this and why are they here? Oh, sorry, that is so rude. Scalliopede, this is Theo. Theo, this is Scalliopede. Theo, I'm Pete. <laughs> Theo is a, is a creature of manners. Bows. <laughs> <laughs> Roll a charm check for me. <laughs> Okey doke. Let's see where we go. Got an eight minus one. Oh, nice. Okay, so yes, Pete the Scolliopede. Uh, it receives your bow and also bows. Okay. And release. And, and therefore, Kenny also bows because it's wrapped around him. <laughs> and I go, oh, what, what, whoa. And, oh, and I think I think the Scolliopede, in so doing, feels the need to explain its presence a little. Thank you. Oh. Uh, I am the dark manifestation of Kenneth's mind. And why are you here? How are you here? All good questions. (laughs) (laughs) And as you know, I enjoy a tone of questioning at all times. Don't really know how or why I'm here, but basically what I can sort of praise you from this is that I try to use some sort of magic to awaken you from what I can only presume is a magical stupor. <laughs> and it's gone so, so horribly wrong that I'm now here. And I'm not used to doing things wrong, so this is quite difficult for me. Oh uh, no, around. you've come here to free Kenneth, have you, from my grip? I preferred the bird with the colourful beak. Oh, wait, you weren't here for that. He's gone, Kenneth. You failed. So I was awoken, and now the pair of you are trapped here with me to do with as I please. <laughs> so terrify mine because she's just holding his belt buckle throughout this time. It's obviously how the characters manifested, and it's creepy. It's creeping me out. I'm imagining a scoliopede but wearing trousers, which is oh, which is really oh. imagine that and think, no, it's wrong. So many leg holes. Oh. Theo looks at the situation with no trousers, which would make no it even trousers weirder. in the mind. <laughs> Luckily, robes don't require trousers. <laughs> Theo looks at the situation and looks at the scoliopede and goes, "What if I can strike a deal with you?" I'm listening. I'm not necessarily against the dark parts of Kenneth. In fact, we could probably do with them right now. So why trap him here? Seems if you want to let some of his bad parts come out, the right way to do it is to let some of those powers manifest. You want, Again, right you want to use me? I'm just saying, I don't really know 
what it is that you stand for, but what I do know is that we are in a very dangerous situation. I stand for nothing! It is genuinely amazing how little control I have from my old mind palace. I am literally a part of this small boy and his crazy, disgusting brain. And the fact that I'm here demonstrates his clear lack of control. If you want to leave this palace, and if you want to find control over me and my abilities, that is Kenneth's abilities, prove to me you're strong enough to leave. Fight me. Escape the clutches of the evil Scolopede, or Scoliopede as the team seem to be calling it! Will Brandy escape the cruelty of the harsh sea? Will Barry's mysterious motives come to the fore? All to be found out next week- oh, I'm gonna stop doing the voice. I'm gonna just- uh, sorry. I thought it was good, and then my the throat started to hurt, so I apologise. Uh, it's the end of the podcast, so we've got to do some thank yous. And I say got to when I actually mean I want to, because genuinely I'm very thankful to all these people and institutions. I would call them. First up, for the music, of course, Braxton Burks and the Materia Collective for allowing us to use the music of Canto Symphony and Johto Legends. Honestly, makes the podcast so much better. <laughs> if we could not use this music, I have no idea what we would do. Well, I do. We would rely heavily on Glitchek City, who I'd like to thank as well. Even though we didn't use any of her music in this episode per se, still want to say a massive thank you. And of course, I'd like to thank Pokemon Tabletop United and the team behind the whole game that we're playing, Pokemon Journeys. And I say it, the kind of game we're playing. It is very much the foundation of a game that we're playing. We're playing a sort of different version. I was thinking about this the other day. It's like a Powered by the Apocalypse, sort of our version, that we're always tweaking along the way. Happy to accept suggestions as well. And also thank everyone on the Pokemon Tabletop Discord server, who I know have been feeding Stu some beautiful nuggets of ideas and advice that he's been using and peppering our game with been sort of regurgitating those nuggets for us into gold or I mean you're listening you decide what the material is that has been regurgitated and of course as always I'd like to thank Stu, Ali and David and you the listener and I'll leave you again with something I I really want you to remember go catch them all and by all I mean your dreams I haven't got a primate in Pokemon Go, which is quite embarrassing to admit on a Pokemon podcast, but there we go. Welcome to Critical Ditto. I forgot the name of the podcast for a split <laughs> second. <laughs> I genuinely did. <laughs>